So, how do y'all feel about schools reopening? It seems to be the latest political hot topic. The conservatives, the Republicans want us to go back to school, act like this virus is gone. While the Democrats want us to be more cautious and learn from home. Of course, we don't like learning from home, but we all know that's the safest way to go. Well, there's so many talking heads, but we haven't heard from the folks who are in the midst of it all, and it's the students. Today, we'll be talking to college students and a high school student about everything that's going on here on Robles Speaks. How do y'all like this theme song? I'm kind of feeling it. I'm looking for that sort of Latin slash funk chill vibe for the Robles Speaks theme song. So if you dig it, hit me up. If you have an idea, hit me up too. Anyways, let's get back to the topic. This is a podcast by young people, for young people. But if you don't consider yourself young, best believe I really appreciate you all tuning in. This is the place where we'll be talking culture and politics and everything in between. But today specifically, we're talking schools reopening and how students feel about going back to class, whether they feel safe, comfortable, and the reasons why they're making decisions that they're making. Also, we know we haven't been perfect when it comes to social distancing. We'll be honest about our mistakes. And... We'll be talking about a variety of topics when it comes to some political issues, some pop culture issues. We'll talk about it all. It's very engaging conversation. And it's not necessarily a one-on-one interview. It's a panel discussion. We've got Eddie Barron. He is a student activist and a current high school student. We've got Ale Sotelo, just graduated from high school, incoming freshman at ASU. She'll be staying at the dorms this year. That'll be interesting. Then we've got an uh, incoming junior at the U of A, Jordan Toyos. He is studying law and politics. And then we have Andrea Stolano. She is studying education at the U of A, wants to become a teacher. Badass. I'll tell you, everybody's badass on this panel and has something good to contribute. So sit back, relax, and let's get to the conversation. I'm currently an incoming junior at the University of Arizona, majoring in political science. Hi, I'm Andrea. I am an elementary education major, and I'm going to be a junior this fall. Uh, my name's Ale, and I'm an incoming freshman at ASU, and I'm majoring in sports business. First of all, just to clear the air, are you guys able to take me serious wearing this bandana? <laughs> no, you look ridiculous. You look a chef. Yeah, please take it off. <laughs> oh, take your hat on. I did not. Have... <laughs> All right. I, I haven't been able to get a hair. There we go. Since this pandemic has started, it's like you're pretty much playing a game of life and death when you go get a chop. When's the last time you got a haircut? Like a month and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wake up, I go to work, and I'm self conscious. You guys, I mean, fellas, can you relate? Have you have you been violating 
Well, Eddie has a personal barber, so. Yeah, I have a personal one too. Um, so I've my barber comes to my house, but um, he wears a mask and he has gloves, so we're just making sure that we're really safe. But other than that, I need to get a haircut though, because like my hair grows really fast. So if I don't, it's like very bad. Yeah, I'm I'm super self conscious right now, but um, really appreciate you guys coming on the show and and today, today what's today's date? July twenty third. President Robbins, he's the president of U of A, basically talked about how we're going to be going back to school this August. Uh, we've got four different options, and I believe Ale ASU is pretty similar when it comes to that. You guys can choose yes. online, mm-hmm. one person. I think we have less options than you. Ours is just like online through one program and in person. And I know you guys have like multiple options. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right now, we're seeing a slow but steady decline um, in the number of cases in Arizona, but it's still relatively high. Do y'all feel safe going back to school this August? And if so, are you doing virtual classes or are you going in person? We have the option to do online and in person. And as of now, it's going to be both. Um, I'm moving into the dorm, so I know it's a little bit different than me like being at my house and being on like a laptop and doing schoolwork but they're doing like a lot of they're having a lot of precautions and like we can we have to wear a mask 24 7 unless we're in our dorm and then as of now I know that most of my classes are going to be online for now until things get better so basically most of it's just going to be online so I'll just be in my dorm which is like different because it doesn't make sense to go into a dorm if I can just stay home but with everything hopefully it gets better and we can do in class and yeah uh most of my classes have given us that it's gonna be online but I have two that are flex in person so like some of it is gonna be in person I think that it's not a good decision just because it puts professors that are at risk like at risk because they're gonna be interacting with us um, students that are at risk, like they also have to have the like decide if they want to miss out on being in class and like asking their professors like if they can have everything online or like just put themselves in a position where like they really shouldn't have to like the U of A really shouldn't make them have to decide that. And I think it. Like, seeing how bad the cases are, I think it makes it seem like they're just doing it for the money because they want us to pay full tuition. That's why they're like, oh, it's going to be at least half of it in class because otherwise they would have to charge us online tuition. So I feel like it's just more for the school than it is for students. Snaps to that, dude. Um, (laughs) It's frustrating because we're – we're still paying that full twelve thousand. I'm pretty. We're all in state Arizona students. Um, I'm not gonna be. I bet you. I'm not gonna be able to go to the rec, or you know what I mean. It's all these different fees that would sort of come in handy in a perfect year that we're still having to pay. Jordan, what do you have to say about this? So the question is like, if I feel safe going back, or do reiterate it again? Safe. And and what kind of classes are you taking? Are you doing virtual? Yeah. 
Um, so my classes right now, they are a mix of um, in-person classes that I'm doing right now currently. And some classes are going to be inflex or flex in-person classes. Um, so I think it should be a lot more, um, you know, interesting for sure. Um, I'm doing a law clinic in the fall. So um, it should be interesting seeing how, you know, different it's going to be and, um, you know, doing these different things online. I will say that um, from feeling safe or anything about, you know, in that scenario, I mean, how could you possibly feel safe with, you know, thousands of people coming onto campus um, at this time? And, you know, it's a little, you know, it's a little crazy that, you know, we're living in this time that we have to decide about that. Um, I feel like it's so easy to, you know, you know, with being asymptomatic and, you know, having these different things about that we're just finding out about this virus that it is scary because, you know, you never know who you're coming in contact with. And it's really interesting that they are taking these different precautions about, you know, doing these classes in person, but there's also going to always be those people that just don't care as we've seen throughout different media outlets. So I think I'm just more scared for, um, the unknown, I would say about what's to, what to expect and how students are going to, um, you know, react, react to, uh, coming back to campus and, seeing that different dynamic, um, I know it's going to be a really um, big cultural change. And I think I would say I'm a little anxious to do um, in-flex flex in-person classes. And I, w I want to see how, um, how different gonna, that education is going to be for me. So um, I don't think I'm safe. I don't think I feel safe going back, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely anxious um, and ready for the school year to start, though. So I've got to tell you, when, we, when, we, when our school year was abruptly... Um, interrupted and we had to start learning from home and and all that stuff i found myself struggling to adjust to learning on online because i i all my classes were in person and all of a sudden i had to make this this huge change are you all choosing to do flex class in flex classes which for our listeners it's a little bit of online and in person and are you are you all choosing in person because you find it easier to to learn the content that we're learning at the university level? I feel like for myself, I learned better definitely like in person. I could not do online. And if that was the case, then I wouldn't be going to like a university. I do some type of online, but I'm doing flex. And one of my classes is strictly online and it's a math course. And I just know off the bat, I'm going to struggle because I'm not good at math. So like that's worrying me a lot at how I'm going to do in that class being that it's strictly online and I'm, I don't know, like, and I think because I'm a freshman, like, I don't know the resources I have yet. So like, that's just like worrisome. Um, I think my classes are, um, the question is if we're taking in class or taking them in class or what was the question? It's, um, are you choosing to go and attend these in-person classes because you it's it's easier for you oh. to learn a lot of this content yeah so um for my classes right now um i have uh, for the majority of them they are in person um, i didn't know we had the option i thought it was what the instructor um the instructor wanted to do so if it was whether in person or not um but if it was up to me i would i'd want to do my the law clinic that i'm taking right now in person because that's i feel like that's really meaningful of, um thing i'm going to be doing this semester um, but for the rest of the classes, I feel like it's very, um, I'd rather do it, um, I'd rather do it, um, you know, uh, online, just because it's a little, I feel, I feel more safe for doing so. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't, I didn't know that we had the option to um, be doing that. Um, I thought it was just based off the instructor, but yeah. 
for me, I think um, I think it's different being like a junior and a senior just because we are taking our major classes. Like these are classes that are preparing us like literally for our career and as a teacher, like I need to practice teaching and I need to, if I have questions, like I need the instructor to be there to answer them because this, these are the tools that I am taking into another classroom in two years. But I know that I've been, I'm like waiting for the syllabus to see like exactly how the structure of the class is going to be. So if I can do it online, that would make me feel safer. And I feel like doing things online also makes me feel like I am putting my part into like helping at least not spread the virus more. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because I mean, we're all told that this is the way we got to combat this is, you know, individuals willing to wear those masks and properly social distance, yet we're being called to walk onto campus this August. Um, I want to hear from our youngest guest on this panel. Eddie, you're in high school, and today Governor Ducey basically left it to our uh, local educational leaders to decide what they think is best for their district, uh, but they, their deadline is August 17th for them to be able to provide uh, a sort of platform for their students to um, appropriately learn during a pandemic. How comfortable do you feel going back to school and do you see yourself having a normal school year? So first, I, I'm terrified. I think everyone's scared right now. And I think it's also very clear right now that our governor isn't going to act when it comes to making sure that we're all learning remotely from home because that's I think that's number one the number one thing that we need to do right now is we all need to not be in schools and I'm I'm scared for the teachers who are at risk I'm scared for the teachers who are older I'm scared for the teachers who um are compromised by it and I'm scared going to school because I know that not everyone is going to take those safe precautions and I know that if I get it and I come home and I spread it to my mom, my mom has autoimmune disease, so her immune system isn't, you know, too well, you know, what's going to happen then? She's the, she's a single mom, so she's our, she's our number one provider in this family. And, um, and who's to say she didn't pass it on to our Nana, you know? So there's so many factors. And I think, I, I know that our school district right now is starting August 5th. We're doing it remotely from home, but, um, we also haven't had much updates, so I'm just wondering what's going to happen. I think we're all, I think all the students right now are just kind of at a place where we're um, scared of the unknown because we don't know what's going to happen and we don't know how our school year is going to look. But I can, I can tell you that it's not going to be normal because I know that we're not going to have like pep rallies this year. I know we're not going to have, you know, much interaction with other students and that's the least of our problems. But um, just to know that it's not going to be a normal year kind of sucks. And especially because... Um, it's my junior year. So I think I'm kind of scared because when it comes to big tests like um, SATs and um, ACTs, and then I'm also taking AP classes. So I'm just nervous for how that's going to look from a learning from remotely and how we're going to be able to ask our teachers with them dealing with other students that also may have questions. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely going to be a unique year and, and um, things aren't going to be the same. I took uh, a few AP classes my junior year and it was tough, you know. I was like 
you know, staying up late and yeah. And that was just, and I was able to go in person. I can't imagine how it's going to be when you've got to have a zoom meeting every day. And you, you, you brought up a good point um, about how, you know, if your mom picks you up, she may give it to your Nana. All of us were Latin, we're Latinx we're on this call. And, and a big part of our culture is our grandparents. You know what I mean? Like I grew up and like my Nana picked me up from school or you guys probably had your Nana in your homes or saw them every day. It's like, that's, I worry about those kids who they're, they rely on their grandparents to make it day to day. And I like my work. One of another, one of my worries is what about the kids who their guardian are their nana and tatas? Like what's going to happen then? Mm-hmm. So I think these are all just questions that I, leaders at the top aren't really asking themselves. And it's just, we need to find resolutions for all this stuff. And I think that's going to be social distancing and not going in school. I think by everyone, teachers, staff, and students going back into campus, I think it's going to cause an increase and it's going to be very hard to then stop the spread. Life hasn't been normal for a long time. I miss going out. I miss, you know, those late nights with friends and just going to parties, you know, just... I'm a people person. So people in my life are a big part of making me happy and making me feel normal. And I will admit, I haven't been the best at properly social distancing. Early on, I I went to um, a couple of kickbacks, you know, and it felt, it was fun, but <laughs> I later regretted it. Thankfully, I didn't get sick because that's, that, um, that could have happened, but you know, I'm just kidding. Um, nothing happened. I mean, I want to hear, have you guys, um, <laughs> have you guys violated social distancing at all? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in the beginning and even still now, like I'm pretty like safe. I, I haven't like been to work in two weeks. I went back yesterday for my first day and I worked a five hour shift. And even then like we're practicing the proper cdc protocols like to the max so it's like not normal but definitely haven't done the best like i've gone out i've had a gathering or two but it's definitely like to an extent with people who i know are also practicing the right things and that i know are taking it serious outside of this but like me being the same, like, a people person like you, Patty, like, I need to see my friends. Like, I can only go so long with my mom, my dad, and my brother before I want to lose it. So, like, I needed to see my friends. And after, like, a month or two, like, it was time. And then after that, it's it's not, like, a regular thing that happens, but definitely, like, every other week, if not longer. But I have definitely not done my best part in social distancing. So I just want to um, ask a follow-up. So you have not given your Addy to do some parties for them to promote it. <laughs> I haven't, but other people have. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> okay, I feel, I mean, once you get out to do some parties, that's, that thing's going to explode out of nowhere. <laughs> I think it's all hard right now. I mean, um, I'm able to get my driver's license right now and, I, I'm scared to go to the DMV simply because 
I don't know if they're, you know, staying sanitary. I don't know if they're open. I haven't even checked, but like I have the like rush and need to drive how every 16 year old I think has. And I'm not able to because of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's different. I have violated it. Um, I've definitely hung out with a friend or two. Um, <laughs> but I just think it's really hard not to. And don't get me wrong. I, I'm not going out every single day. I try not to go out at all. But I'll have like a friend over and we'll have a movie night. And we're still practicing like social distancing and, you know, making sure that we're both safe about it. Mine's actually funny. No, I have not (laughs) done it as best as I could. I actually am doing an internship in Phoenix right now. And it's just crazy because it's like over here, it's like there's so many different cases going on. And um, it's really scary, actually. But I would say at the most, um, I know it's something that will benefit me in the future. So I know that. But it's it's still scary, though. Um, As far as like going out and stuff, I mean, I mean, like, it's really hard. But I feel like um, I've been doing a little bit better job of, you know, just hanging out with certain groups. Um, I do, I do have a grandma that um, lives with us at home. So, you know, it's, I've always have her in the back of my mind and, you know, putting her at risk. So, um, but like, like you all said, I feel like the, the cool thing about this though, or something is that the future is going to be technology. And I, 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 this pandemic has shown that. So it's going to be really interesting to see like how different job markets already have switched um, to doing um, my mom, as an example, like her work said that, we're going to do your job from home that it's perfectly able to so what i'm just looking forward to is like how the future is going to you know change from this you know um and how much it's really you know shown us that a lot of jobs that we could that we do in person you could easily do that from home but it's up to those companies to make those decisions so i think that's what i've learned a lot about from this and social distancing and um i would say that i'm just anxious to see like what how different our future is going to be um showing how technology is really a big part of that. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. Bring up some really good points. Thank you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough that I've been working from home since March. Um, and till now, like at my job has always been online. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm guilty of like seeing a few people. I have friends who are also social distancing and like when we had like the quarantine like we all like really quarantined like we didn't leave our house at all mm-hmm. so i stay around the same like six people i would say and it's never like six people at the same time like we've never had like big crowds or anything right so i do as much as i can and if i'm ever in public i'm always like i always have my mask i keep buying more masks to make mm-hmm. it cute and fun mm-hmm. um but I am very dependent on like being around people um, to like, just for like my health, like my mental health, I need to be around people that I love and that love me. So I've seen a few people, but I try, you know, you can only try as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I had a COVID scare and I had to go get tested and this thing, (laughs) let's see. This Q-tip was like this this long, swear to God. And well, for my listeners, you can't see it, but this is almost, I don't know, how how long would you say this is? Like seven inches. And they stuck it up my nose. And after that, like I had tears coming down my eyes. And <laughs> I just, I was scarred. I'm like, I do not want to go through that test again. And... Prior to the test, I, I thought I was doing a fairly decent job. 
and um, you know, I, I would pick up food or, or um, my family would have, you know, a couple deals over, but I mean, nothing was big, but after that, I'm like, that, that's it. I'm not going to chance anything anymore. Or am I going to be even tempted to go out, even though friends were throwing something? It was tempting. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you're right. I mean, being around people you love is good for your mental health, but damn, that test was horrible, and I can't even imagine having it. And Patrick, uh, that test was not that bad. Yes, it is. I sw- yes, it is. <laughs> Patrick, the test was not bad for you to sit here and say that you were scarred. I, I got tested three times. Dude, it was not, not that bad. And you're not scarred? I'm I, No, it, it like felt weird. Don't get me wrong, but like I wasn't like, ugh, I'm traumatized by it. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Dude, I, I, I swear to God, that test is, is bad. I, I, I'm like, if, if I want um, an adrenaline rush, I just think about that, and then there you go. I get my natural buzz. Uh, Jordan, you just got tested recently, right? Uh, yes. Uh, an intern at my job um, wasn't feeling well, um, and there's only like five of us. So we recently, um, they all told us to go get tested to be on the safe side. And, but um, in, in uh, Phoenix right now, they're having a lot of different, um, there's so many different ones in different schools right now that they're doing surge testing. Um, but my test actually was, um, we had to do it ourselves. So I mean, like, oh. it was really interesting. But the Q-tips, they're like very, like, they were very small. Like, they weren't that big. I don't know like, what Q-tip they put up your nose, but like, um, it was it was an interesting experience. Like, um, I went with another intern and it was like, I just, I was shocked that they made us do it ourselves. Cause you know, I was terrified. Um, but the late, the ladies were really nice. They were laughing at me. Um, cause it makes you cry. Like it made, it made me cry and cough. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's awful, but, um, definitely an experience. ASU is doing, um, saliva testing now. So, Good. and so I would recommend that Patrick. <laughs> I, I hope scares. they make a lot more tests. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, it was a drive-through test. I'm waiting in my car, and all of a sudden, yeah. I see the first, and he's like using both hands to carry the Q-tip. I'm like, oh damn it! <laughs> I think it's scary that they're making people test themselves because my mom got tested twice, and she said the first time they made her do it herself, and then the second time when we went, she was like, "I definitely did not do that right." Oh, yeah. She was like, <laughs> exactly. "It felt so different." So I think it's scary that like they're making people test themselves. If I test myself, I guarantee you I'm going to end up giving myself a brain tumor. That's, that's a, I'm not going to be able to do it right. Andrea, have you been tested yet? No, I haven't. And I really hope I don't have to because I am a baby when it comes to any of that. Like somebody will tell me I need a shot. And just because they said I need a shot, I start crying even before I see the needle. I, not for me. Okay, so Andrea is a lucky one out of this group. Stay social distancing, dude. I swear to God, it is horrible. Um. My friends and I have been talking about this, and we were saying how, like, who's going to be enforcing us, like, wearing a mask and, do, like, doing certain things? And then um, some suggestions were, like, you know, maybe, like, campus security or, like, they're going to be checking when you're walking around or stuff like that. But I think with, like, the political climate that we have right now, um, it kind of makes me question, like, who is going to be the focus of, like, making them enforce certain things? And who is going to be questioned um, wearing a mask on campus at night? So I do think that 
there's a lot of precautions that colleges are saying that they're going to take, but I don't know if they are like going to be very like accessible or very like respectful approaches or if they're taking like intersection like intersectional identities mm -hmm. into account when they're thinking of all these approaches to keep us safe like who who will they be keeping safe mm -hmm. and just to like add on to that i'm wondering there's many people right now who are not wearing masks because um uh, they have asthma and, you know, the list goes on of excuses, really. But I have asthma. I wear a mask every day, everywhere I go. So I'm just wondering what happens to kids whose parents aren't enforcing that with them and not telling them to wear a mask. And I wonder if, if they're going to be able to, like, I wonder how that's just going to happen. Like, is there going to be rules that are, like, for those students? And what if it goes against, like, their beliefs? Because that's also been an excuse, I know. But so that's just something I'm concerned and worried about. Right, right. And, and Andrea, you, you bring up a really good point because we're living in this day and age where there's not only a pandemic, but there's this huge awakening in uh, fighting back against this very authoritative police force. And when you have these intersectional identities and you're wanting to figure out a way to enforce mask wearing, are there gonna be folks abusing that power and putting certain individuals at risk? Um, and you really got me thinking about that. Um, did I, was that, where, was that where you were going with this? I, I, I usually take things a little bit too seriously, but was that where you were going with that? No, yeah. And I mean, it really has to do with everything that has been happening. I mean, how many individuals have been hurt or just like, like their rights are not respected just because somebody made a big assumption of them wearing any sort of mask or any any sort of like garment, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember when Tucson adopted the mask wearing policy. That was sort of the quote unquote controversy because I know the mayor wanted TPD and some few city council members wanted TPD to enforce the mask wearing and potentially arrest people or fine people. And it's like, well, you already have this issue where certain folks are being targeted based on what they look like. Is that going to double down? Because then you have folks, um, particularly who are less fortunate, come from low socioeconomic status, um, be targeted even more because they probably can't afford a mask. So I feel like too, also, um, our state and our like the society we live in right now with the whole pandemic it's just like let's keep going and see where it takes us because I mean that's kind of in a sense what we have to do at the end of the day like we can just keep moving forward from here and see where everything goes hopefully think like hopefully that everything gets better um but I think it's just scary that that's how we are thinking I mean I guess it's like kind of how we have to but it's scary that like schools are still going to be a go-ahead and it's just kind of like let's just keep going because we have to because school's around the corner like we have to start um and not really like thinking like looking at the big picture and like we still can't forget there's a pandemic going on like and i get we have to start school but i don't know there's like a lot of other things that are accounted to, to add
I don't think it is scary, especially that our leaders are having that mindset of let's just keep moving forward. Because, yeah, I mean, we have to obviously keep on moving forward, but that's not why we elect you into office. We elect you into office to have these answers and to create these changes by enforcing a mask wearing rule. Because the bottom line is that when you wear a mask, the mask helps protect people from not spreading it. And the fact that we have leaders who are not encouraging people to wear masks is kind of mind blowing because they're the ones that are supposed to be there to make sure that we are protected. So the fact that our state isn't really having that leadership and, you know, enforcing that is kind of scary. Um, so that's what I just wanted to add off of all this point. It, it, it kind of reminds me of this meme that I saw the other day on Facebook and it was a picture of the dinosaurs and there's a meteor. Um, you know, because we all know a meteor hit the earth and killed them all. And then below it, it's, it says, you know, dinosaurs, colon, damn it, what about the economy? You know, and their lives are basically about to end, but they're worried about the economy. That's basically our Republican leaders at this moment. You are 100% correct. And I think it's ridiculous. And I think every Republican leader or anyone who holds an elected office that is not taking this seriously and not making sure that the people they serve are protected should be ashamed of themselves. And I do not think that they should be proud of the way they're leading, especially if in states like Arizona who hit, in states like Arizona and Florida who've hit records in a day and we have governments saying, going on press conferences, doing press conferences and literally repeating themselves from what they said last time. I think that's very frightening for many people. And I think working class people should be scared. I think students who are forced to go back to school or for leaders to just say, oh, give it to the districts. I think that's scary too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. You reminded me of a meme, Patrick, that is like from Shrek and the, <laughs> the king person was like, some of you may die, but that is the sacrifice I am willing to make. <laughs> and I feel like that has been our governor this entire since March. So seriously, I mean, it's it's it comes down to privilege. He he has a privilege to live in this big house and not be around a lot of people and not and basically be the only person to work in his house and his family gets to stay home. You know, and a lot of us don't. I still got to go into work. You guys still got to go and work. Or have parents who still have to go into work. The bottom line is that, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, it's okay. No, it's he okay. did he say like, go, like our only job is to like, I don't know if you guys saw the press conference, but it's like, your only job is to stay home and like watch, watch Netflix. And he's like, don't screw it up. I don't know if anyone saw yeah. that, but I just thought that was mind blowing to show like yeah. how many privileges our representatives do have, because I can mm -hmm. only imagine like, I wish I or my family had that privilege, you know, to be even doing that. So um, I thought that was really interesting. It goes to show like, where our state's heading in this pandemic so i, just, I, I saw that add that on i saw that same tiktok and i was watching it in front of my mom and she literally turned at me and she said we literally pay his bills working class people pay his bills i mean everyone mm -hmm. pays his bills but the fact that he said that i find it and i think many working people especially the second class middle class and you know i think everyone finds it offensive and i think that is something yeah. that we should Remember, let's all remember this 2022 when he needs to get reelected. Number one, we need to all be fighting for a governor who is going to protect us because he's obviously shown time and time again that he's not willing to do that. 
I know he was spotted at a pool party uh, just <laughs> as our cases were rising to the max. I he mean, was, he was wearing the same dad khakis and dad white, white dad, white long socks and white Nikes. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, he's privileged to be able to say, um, to be able to say, uh, what is that saying? Oh my God, my, my head went wet blank. But if I remember, I'll say it, but it's just ridiculous. The amount of hypocrisy that's in our state government right now. I think it's just crazy. Oh, do as I say, don't do as I do. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just. Yeah. I mean, you know how bad I want to stay home and watch Unsolved Mysteries? It's. Oh my God. <laughs> I think the craziest thing too is everyone that's making decisions for us they're doing it through zoom because they know that it's not safe for them to meet in person so districts are doing it through zoom colleges are doing it through zoom everyone is meeting through zoom but they're like but yeah send all the kids back send all the college students like to be in person which is like why aren't you there with us then like join us if it's such a great idea Dude, you hit the nail right on the head. And that's what frustrates me the most. Like, I love the mayor. I love, you know, I know folks on the city council. I love them, you know, like, all, with all due respect to them. But it frustrates me when they're having these city council meetings via Zoom while folks are still having to go to work. Mm -hmm. I believe that if, you, if you're in charge of any sort of agency or institution, I know shit's crazy right now. But you have a responsibility to kind of walk the talk and and be out there, even though it's not the most comfortable or safest thing to do. I I think it's, you know, we should really be asking people who are making these decisions, especially people who are saying, oh, go back to school. Our state leaders who are saying it's okay to go back to school, um, not enforcing face masks. We should ask them, go work a part-time job at a place where you interact with people on the daily, which many working class people have to do because that's the way they survive and help out their family. You go work that same job and see if you feel as comfortable, as safe, and as protected as you are. Because you're right, Patrick. Uh, at the end of the day, he, get, he gets to go home in a very big house and self-isolate because he makes money and he doesn't need to be worrying about I need to pay bills, so I need to work at this job, even though I'm going to be compromised because I see and go through many people a day. Absolutely. Jordan, did you want to say something? I, I thought you were going to say something. Oh, no, no. I just think it's, it's just so, it's just so like, um, you know, it's, it's just crazy how it's just like, it's so like you would just think, and it all starts from the president too. Like, you know, just like the other day, he just, started um promoting masks and you know a lot of representatives are saying that so it, it's, it's taken the president you know how many months to wear a damn mask and because a lot of what people see was what people are going to do and it if it, it take it took him that long to do so it's just like you know it, and it, going back to the whole school thing it's like this is just only a certain amount of people imagine like over we have over what 40 45,000 students on the campus and it's just crazy to me you know they have so much power um, and yet they choose not to do it, but until their families get affected by this or, you know, um, certain things that do affect them directly, though, maybe they'll understand, but it just, it just reminds everyone how important it is to vote. Um, and that's what really will make a difference in, in the future. And it's, it's a lesson to be learned to every young person that's listening or, um, that your voice does matter and that look at what happens when we, you know, when we have careless leaders that are in charge and how it 
it affects us so closely in our lives and um it's just it's crazy um but that's why we just got to remind everyone to vote and really um educate ourselves when uh, we're choosing our elected leaders Absolutely. and i think for i think for our president not to act even before one person died it should not have to take hundreds of thousands of people to die for him to act. And I think everyone right now, including me, is pissed off at that. So going back to Jordan's point, you, we need to vote. And that's the only way that change is going to happen. We need to get the leaders who do not know how to lead out of office so that we can place leaders who do know how to lead. And we would have had this solved if we had great leadership, Republican leadership, great Republican leadership, great Democrat leadership, whatever it may be. Great leadership would have solved this from the very beginning because we knew about this since January. So the fact that it's going on to um, August and so many people are still dying and our president just said the other day to start wearing a mask because he thinks it's very patriotic. Um, that didn't help. That You should have said that in the very beginning when one person died. We have so many people who died now and now you're just deciding to say it. Right. The president was playing a classic game of racist see, racist do. Like going back to school, um, I think especially because like I'm going to be an incoming freshman, like I'm not going to get the normal like college experience that I was expecting anyways. I mean, I didn't even get the senior year I expected, but it just sucks. But I mean, I can't dwell on it forever. Um, everybody else is going through this too, so just have to take it day by day. I mean, because I, I stayed in the dorms for New Start um, last summer and, you know, we had those community bathrooms. And it's mm -hmm. like, are you nervous for those kinds of things where you gotta, you're, you're gonna have to sort of live in this shared space? Um, definitely. Um, so I have like a suite style dorm. So I don't, I share the bathroom with three other girls. Sorry. But, um, as of now, like the only rule that has really been enforced is that we have to wear masks 24 seven until we go into our dorm. And do I think that's gonna happen? No, because there's going to be people who, once they just get into the building, they're going to rip off their mask. Mm -hmm. And once they're right coming up to their dorm, they're going to rip off their mask. If they're in the elevator, they're going to rip off their mask. Like, it's just going to be hard, like we were saying, like just to enforce the mask rule. But I think everything that comes with it is just, uh, just scary with everything going on. I get fancy, little sweet, sweet dorm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, but you know, in all seriousness and in closing and it, feel free to add, but Jordan Eddie brought up really good points. Young people, we got to vote. We want to see things to change. We have to vote, uh, for my friends who are 18, Eddie, I know you're going to register on your birthday, but you know, for you, y'all that are registered to vote, did you vote in the Arizona primary? It's yeah. okay. Yes. Yes. Right over there. I actually asked you how to <laughs> send in my, my ballot because I'm not in Tucson right now. So. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people running so <laughs> oh yeah definitely good good now now let that serve as a reminder voting isn't just for old people voting is literally for everybody this is our world and we're going to be inheriting it we want to have a damn say in how this world is going to be when you know when we're finally serving in those change making positions and you know teaching in those schools or you know, running those businesses, it's we 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 ought to have a say. We do have that chance to have a say. 
And for those of you who are saying that COVID-19 has not impacted you in any way, let this be a wake-up call. Uh, next generation, we need to vote and we need to make sure that we elect leaders who know what they're doing. And that's all I got to say. Period. Period indeed. I love that discussion. It was raw. It was critical of the folks in power. It was a vast overview of really what students are feeling right now here in the state of Arizona. Governor Ducey had a press conference today where he outlined millions of dollars that will go to different programs to expand broadband and ease the educational experience here in Arizona. But the catch is that school districts have to have some sort of system in place by August 17th where if students want to go into in-person classes, they have to have that opportunity available to them. So, you know, it's typical Ducey, you know what I mean? But I don't want to keep on talking. I know you all got stuff to do. Thanks for tuning in for the conversation. Give me a follow on Twitter at Speaks or Instagram at Robles, numeral four, the people underscore. Take care, everybody.